This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's me, the world's hottest living dungeon master, Branson Reese, letting you know we've got a live show coming up on Halloween. That's right, it's called Fright of the Living Dread. And you can watch it from the comfort and safety of your own computer on October 31st at 3 p.m. New York City time. All you have to do is go to rudetalesofmagic.com and grab your ticket. Only $5. What are we, Fugazi? Nope, we're... Uh, we're younger. All right. See you on Halloween. Enjoy the show. Ah, there you are, traveler. Come inside. Hang up your coat. Put your feet by the fire. And I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. Previously on Rude Tales of Magic, our heroes busted ass out of Fort Casual with Count Ivan Gretzky in tow. It's been a few hours since their daring escape, and the adrenaline has finally subsided. Now, in the wee small hours of the morning, the gang rests their weary heads in the stolen carriage pulled by the enormous scorpion steeds. This carriage, while not the same make and model as the Witch Hunters, is close enough in design that I won't waste my precious and award-nominated breath describing it beyond saying that the faint lingering scent of tobacco soaks the interior. Out front in the driver's seats, Albie and Count Ivan look out at the night sky. Albie, having never left the tree canopy and mild light pollution of the teenage woods, has never seen the night sky like this. Thousands of stars and over a dozen currently nameless moons light up the sky. The faint pinks and purples of distant galaxies are visible like a good bruise, the kind you'd see on an enemy. Albie, you recognize the constellation of Rinzero, the Hunter of Moms, a constellation banned in most parts of the world for promoting mom hunting. Oh my gosh, is it? Um, I take out a little, uh, a little notebook that I keep in my pocket, and I like rifle through it, and I check against the night sky. Rinsro? The mom hunter. Yes, it's true, Albie. There are no laws on these skies. Oh, um, do you think it's like an omen of anything? Well, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't think so. It's, I doubt very much it is an omen of any sort, so much as it is uh, the, the, the magic of other areas that blocks and censors certain constellations. It's not in place here. Oh, man. I mean, it could be Omen. Are you looking for Omen? I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, not an Omen. More like... I don't really have a direction right now that I know that I'm supposed to be heading in, and I'm trying to be okay with it, but anytime something looks like it might be leading me a certain way, I get a little... 
I don't know. I don't want to say desperate, but... Why not? Say desperate. Well, okay. Um, I mean, I just, there's no judgment. I'm desperate constantly. Do you believe in omens and stuff like that? I don't know if I believe in omens so much as I believe... You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I believe. I'm figuring out, you know? Elby, can I level with you? Oh, yeah? I am catching, uh, uh, how you say, a whiff of own scent on you. I don't know what you mean. Uh, you, the, uh, you know, talk of powerlessness, directionlessness. Yeah. Are you maybe thinking it's time for a big change? Um, well, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to be less obsessed with my journey, but at least before when I was obsessed with my journey, I knew what it was. Right, And so now that I don't know, I'm still obsessing, but I feel... I feel selfish. I don't know. I You probably don't want to hear all this, Ivan. You just escaped execution. Well, I mean, what? You want to talk about how I was about to get killed? Well, only if I would you... rather not linger there in thoughts. No, no, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about anything you don't want to. I just didn't want to return to a habit of talking about myself. I mean, fine. You don't have to talk about what you don't... I'm just saying, Albie, it sounds like you are lost. Yeah. Yeah, great. Welcome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's no bad thing to be lost. I've been lost hundred years. Yeah. Well, what what did you used to do? What do you mean? Like, you said you've been lost for a hundred years. Yeah. You asking what I would do to deal with being lost? Yeah, or like, oh, what did you... I would plunge you... fangs into somebody's neck and drink their blood. Okay. Uh, well, we don't have to do that. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I sort of like draw my knees into my chest and then I flinch remembering that I was stabbed. <laughs> and I just sort of um, reach my hand back and like touch the stab wound. I don't know. It's, you know, I I actually like have gotten kind of good at like the fighting part of being a monk. But I don't know if I'm cut out for the rest of it, you know? Well, what does the rest of it look like? Oh, gosh. I mean... Just the mental <laughs> clarity, I think. You're not, just... you're not having clear thoughts, you're saying. Yeah, You're yeah. having cloudy thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm saying I hear you. I, I know that feeling very well. So why didn't just stop being monk, right? I don't know. All right, then keep being monk. I'm not, I'm not trying to be to be glib, but I know, I know. I just, I think for once, I'm just gonna see what it feels like to just be uncomfortable for a while. Yeah, Elby, that's what everyone does. No, <laughs> most people are uncomfortable all the time. No, I, I don't... mean, I can speak from my own experience. I got a century of being uncomfortable. And before that, I got 40 years of being alive, being very uncomfortable. <laughs> Every once in a while, I look out, I have wonderful feeling of being very comfortable. And then it is gone for 20, 30 years. Not bad. No, well, I mean, that's a long time. That's longer than I've been alive. How old are you now? Um, I'm 19. Yeah, 19, yeah, you got plenty of time. You figure it out, you'll be fine. How long have you been feeling like this? Um, like, 31 days. 
<gasps> his eyes light up at that. He like goes rifling through his uh, rifling through his pockets. He pulls out a green coin, larger than most coins, but just as flat. And he flips it to you. Ah, thank goes, you. There you go. Thirty days. Oh, oh, oh! I don't want to take this from you. What? I have it's... plenty of them. I have so many thirty days behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I am accruing yeah. these constantly. This is really, really nice of you. Yeah, I mean, you rescued me from execution twice, really. Well, I didn't... I didn't feel great about how things went the first time we met. What went wrong first time? Felt fine to me. You saved my life. Hey, speaking of which... Okay, while I got you here, can Mm -hmm. I ask you, uh, uh, person to person, what is the situation with Cordelia? Uh, LB blushes and she... Kind of get, looks flustered. What do you mean? Uh, I am I am catching vibe between her and Blaine. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I don't know if it. You know, I wouldn't feel right talking about her. Um, without. Oh my her god! Knowing. I'm not depressed. Gee, I just asked <laughs> person to person. I will not blab to my girlfriends. Come on. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean. I think she was pretty upfront with you when you were Blaine. I think you, you're talking about Blaine like he's a different person than you. No, he's not different. Per- he's me. He is. It's it's very complicated. He's road not traveled sort of shadow I, self, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, well, I don't know. Did you feel vibes with her? Look, Blaine is not big picking up on vibes, guys. So when he has hand on wheel. I am just, like, I am in back of brain, like, what is going on here? Oh, well, uh, so I, then... I, I guess I, you could say asking for a friend. Sure. Uh, I would say it sounds like you have a good handle on your ability to pick up vibes versus Blaine's, and you should trust that. Okay, you're dodging shit. Okay, I, that's fine. It's well, make she's you my best friend. I don't want to, like, sell her out. Sell her out? What am I going to do? Sell her? What? The- Come on. <laughs> Sell okay. her out. Fine, yes, fine, yes. She has a crush on Blaine. Okay, there it is. That's what I wanted. Thank you. What Just... are you going to do with that information now? I don't know. Just make an informed decision. Okay. Whoa, okay. I was just in a cage. Do you... Here we are talking about it. Always, Count Ivan, you return to the things you do not want to talk about. We are do in you... ca- I am in cage. I. Are, are you... Do you have a... A crush on her? No, 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 not me. Does Blaine? I think so. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. But as much as you need to, you said you have to set certain expectations with Blaine. You need to make, take bar, take bar in your brain. You have bar in certain spot right now. Yes. Like, lower the bar. Okay, put it lower. Lower, lower. Dig, okay. dig hole in brain. Lower bar. I don't bar think I was picturing there. the right kind of bar. I was picturing more of a, like, solid stationary thing that doesn't get higher. L- I get limbo it. bar. Limbo bar. Okay, yes. Lower, lower. Challenge rating on limbo is getting... The music is getting faster. We are lowering bar. This is where okay. Blaine lives. Well, when it gets that low, you can just hop over it. Okay! Uh, Unclear... At, at this point, the metaphor begins to break down. I am not sure how to handle that. Well, gosh, how are you gonna... I mean, you can't be Blaine forever. No, God, you... oh, jeez, no. Do you want to be Blaine? I, I, Blaine and I, we have situation. Blaine is in me. He is part of me. I thought he was just a disguise. He started that way, but Blaine, he he gets his hooks in you. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Man, I kind of envy how really? easy these uh, things feel. Not a sentiment I, I hear often. What do you want? Well, I don't know. You just don't seem so... You seem to just roll with things a little better than I can. Albie, can I let you in on a little secret? Yes, please. I have been blood addict for an entire century. Yes. You get pretty good at it. If you just, if you are lost constantly and you fail every single day, you get pretty good at it. Huh. Maybe give that a shot. Maybe just live like a big fuck up all the time. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I guess I could just live like a big fuck up. <laughs> all right, there you go. I put it down, you pick it up. Okay. Wow. Uh. He pulls whoop. a green coin out of his jacket and he sort of like goes to toast your coin. Um, Albie, uh, toasts right back. Here's to never doing a single thing right. Oh, okay. <laughs> she sort of hardly uh, sticks it in her pocket. He looks out at the night sky. He seems uh, seems to be thinking about something else. Where are you going after this? Albie, I have no idea. I cannot I cannot think about our I'm sorry, from now. I'm no, sorry. no, it's fine. It's just welcome to this type of li- this is only game in town, Albie. This is I break time down usually into 15-minute increments. And I think for this 15 oh, wow. minutes, I am well, <laughs> it's only what to live. This for this 15 minutes, I am good, I am set. Beyond that, too stressful. Do not think about it. I will be honest, I, I probably when sun comes up, I am in up shit creek, you know? Oh no, well can't we just have you hide in the carriage? Sure. I mean, yeah, that works one day, two days. You guys get sick of me. It's fine. I will need to find other place. Is you there know, anybody... they say sunlight sunlight is uh, is cure for vampirism. Oh, but they think they say that in a mean way. I think they do. Just think it's fun to think about. <laughs> You're hard. It's a little hard to figure out where your uh, your personal boundaries are. Oh, they're all would... over the place. Good luck. Minefield. Albie <laughs> uh, leans back and uh, reclines on the back of the scorpion and looks up at the night sky, just sort of taking in all of the stars she never gets to see. Here you go. There's all sorts of... Uh, there's there's rude, there's illegal, there's censored constellations up there in the night sky. There's a little uh, there's a little boy peeing on a sports team logo. He's looking back like ain't I a stinker? The stars spell it out clearly. There is uh, that's the end of that riff. All right, they uh, Albie, you you close your eyes and you uh, well you drift off. Inside the carriage, everyone but Stir Fry, uh, you start to uh, you start to stir. There's like a bump. You guys hit a bump. You hit a boulder. A boulder. You hit a boulder. You hit a rock. <laughs> you hit a rock in the road. And there's a little bump in the carriage, and it bumps all of you awake except Stir Fry, who is uh, he's jolted up and he just like gently drifts back down, <laughs> back and forth. Everyone else is awoken. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh. How far are we? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, De Bonesby goes to flick the switch uh, to talk to the driver. Sure thing. <laughs> uh, switch opens right up, and uh, you see the count, uh, the back of Count Ivan Gretzky's head. 
Surviving. Blah, blah, uh, the Bonesby, what's up, my man? How much farther? Uh, for, uh, uh more information needed. It, <laughs> how much farther what? Till our destination. Uh, where are we going? We're going to Ruleshaven. Oh, jeez, God, yeah, not tonight. Uh, Cordelia's sort of, like, uh, fixing her apparel and, and running her fingers through her hair and sort of eyes darting towards Ivan and, and then back to preening a little bit. Well, that's okay. We can we check our all the provisions and supplies we gathered. All right, uh, De Bonesby gets a twenty to investigate the carriage and our stuff. A twenty? You find two maps. I would have given you one, but you find two maps, and they corroborate the other one. That the you can fucking it's like fucking echo location. You can hear the maps. You can you nail what's inside of here. So inside of here, you can see um, that this is a, you know, it could use a, a reupholstering. Uh, there's the, the tobacco scent is is heavy, but also um, it, in it's sort of knocking around. You uh, you knock and a secret like sort of glove compartment in the front opens up. And inside of there is um, six different uh, sacks of gold with 100 gold each in them. Yay, money. You find the maps, as I said. You find a compass. Uh, you find a bow and arrow with uh, 20. You find 20 arrows there. Uh, you. This thing is uh, it's pretty well stocked. You also find uh, some receipts and, like, uh, food wrappers and, like, apple cores. This guy, um, you know, this, uh, this catch-up fella who drove it down here. Seems like he was living in this. Any actual, any food that's not eaten? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You find, uh, um, you know, you find a a half empty or half full. I don't know your philosophy. Uh, cup of of that's right, coffee, not acorn water. You find the good stuff. It is room temperature, unpleasant, but it's there. And you find a um, there is a just a little bit, a little bit of uh, uh, there's a fruit or two in there. Let's say you've got a. What are the lower implications of a banana? We'll get to those later. You find one. Uh, Cordelia grabs the cup of coffee and and smells it and then just holds it with both of her hands as if it's warm. Cordelia. Yeah. Would you like me to produce a flame to warm your coffee? (gasps) Oh, wait. I can do that, can I? Yes, you can. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Um... Okay. Um, okay, wait, then you hold it. I... <laughs> uh, no. Hold it. Come no, on. No, 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 Someone no, else no. has to hold it. No, I can't no, hold no. it and I do the magic. I will not be on the opposite range of your firing off a fireball to warm up bur- a cup of coffee. But do I'm not going to burn your you. Knees. You. Can I use your knees? No. Bella, will you hold this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Hold that for a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Cordelia's gonna rub her hands together and sort of she puts her hands over the cup as if um, it's like a campfire and then she's going to sort of um, take a deep breath and reach sort of down into her sort of like in her chest where she's like feeling for her spells and she's feeling for like something something light and uh, and uh, feel for the with magic. Some movement. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's getting distracted now. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
And then she's like, okay, just a little bit of that. And then she casts Burning Hands, which is a 15-foot cone of flames. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The flame, like, um, you know, bursts into Bellow's face. And then um, when the flame, like, dissipates and dies down, you know, he's left sort of like, his face is sort of like covered in black ash. And you just see sort of his eyes are sort of like blinking. Oh, my God. Oh, shoot. Whoa. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, Bell, I'm so sorry. Wow. Ouch. Oh, my gosh. I thought I was just going to use a little bit. DeBonesby! DeBonesby's smacking out, like, the rest of the flames that are, you know, have, have caught uh, in the cushions. You're doing a good job. You're putting the fires out faster than it's able to spread. Uh, the smell in here is uh, the smell of burning Material. It is fucking. <laughs> there's some wood. There's some whatever the fuck a carriage is made out of that's been burning too. It don't smell so good in here. Uh, if you guys want to open the side doors, uh, that might get. There's just like smoke in here, and it's sort of starting to pour out of the of the front compartment. Yeah, Cordelia's gonna kick one of the doors, and she's still. She's just like sort of checking to see if Bella has any wounds, and she's just like, I'm so sorry. I'm I am so yeah, okay, sorry. It's fine. I, no, it's I'm, fine. I'm it's really. Fine. That was I. She takes a cup of coffee back from him, and she's like, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Cordelia, he said yes. he's fine. You've had your amateur's effort. You've paid the price. Now reap the reward. Drink your hot coffee. <laughs> Chris, did you, are you, how are you dealing with the fire? Are you, did you I'm cast a spell? it out. Oh, okay. So Bellow's going to cast Create uh, Water. Ah. And he's just going to make a little rain cloud in the, in the wagon to put the flames out. <laughs> the um, So it starts raining inside of, uh, of the carriage. And at this, time is going to freeze. And Bello, you turn your head to look at, uh, at Cordelia. And uh, you sort of blink through the... Uh, covered in ash. There's just like ash all over you. But it's starting to, you know, the water. But you, Cordelia, you notice that every single droplet of water actually freezes in midair. As Bello mm. turns to you and says, Cordelia! Oh, man! How does he feel? What does he feel like in that body? Is he oh, doing? don't feel too good! Oh, you attack this guy? Yeah. Actually, but not intentionally. He starts feeling around and says, Wait a second, I've been in here before. Yeah, yeah, but you were a horse. This guy was a horse! Yeah. <laughs> this guy, he's a no more- tickle zag! I love him! <laughs> no no more comments on that. This is a nice guy. place to be. No, I, I remember what I said. It's the. Yeah. No, I don't know. No comment now. I was good. Going the. This is a oh, this is a nice little headspace to be in. Oh, nice, good. We're gonna take a little vacation here. Wait, oh my gosh, can you read his surface level thoughts? Yeah, I can read his surface level thoughts. What does he feel about? What does he feel most strongly about in this party? None of your business. This is a friend of yours. That's immoral. What? Yeah. Well, so was Rena. Yeah, kind of. Did you care about Rena? No. Okay, then I did it right. I was willing to have fucked up there, but it looks like I didn't. Cordelia, I'm here. It's time for your quarterly review. Oh. <laughs> uh, Cordelia, like, smooths down the collar that was, uh, like, half popped on her um, uh, jean, jean vest and um, sits up a little bit straighter. So, uh, Cordelia, you know, we have a good situation, the two of us. You've been putting coins on people's eyes. Yes, I caught the last half of that. 
things are dated. Okay. I got a long wind up and you can hear it or not. It's irrelevant. Yep, the, I got it. I'm, so I'm with you. You've been putting coins on people's eyes, but going good. Yeah, it's been it's been going all right. I feel like I've gotten some nice I've had some nice allies within, you know, various communities that have helped me, you know, find spaces to to Fantastic. find corpses. Yep, yep. Okay, I got a few questions for you. One, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> I've never thought very far ahead. I don't know that I think more than like 15 minutes ahead, to okay, be honest. Okay, keep in mind, it's a quarterly review. <laughs> okay, okay. Pitch, sell yourself. Okay, so in five years, I see myself having done a really good job. Okay, very safe answer, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay, cool. Is there anything I can do uh, for the other side, for the other side incorporated, uh, that, to make you, to make your journey, journey a little easier? Are you talking about benefits? Yeah, I mean, what do you want from me? I've been happy with your performance. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I- I'm loving the magic part of the deal, which okay. is fun. So the more magic, the better, as far okay. as I'm concerned. Although some of these magics are like on or off. I thought they were all like, you know, I thought they were sort of like dials. And they're not. They're some of them are switches. Yeah, some of those are just like a, appointment at eleven. And if you yeah. turn it on, you fucking yeah. yeah. No, that's a. Um, I don't know what what have other employees asked for that you believe may be beneficial to me at this stage in my career. Oh, good question. Good question. A lot of people try to hit me up for money. I like that you <laughs> didn't do that. And so let's just breeze on past that one. Oh, well, money doesn't sound bad. No, doesn't sound bad, but you didn't ask for it too late. Okay, so oh, the other okay. thing, uh, you know, I, I I noticed you're a bit of a pacifist. Yeah, I mean, you, you're not a real like uh, kill them all, let God sort them out type, right? Not super. I I can. I've been in a scrap. Okay, if you wouldn't mind from me, yeah, killing more people. Wait. <laughs> I thought you said that I could kill people or I could find people who have already been on the other side of a, a killing that I was not involved with. That works too. It's just, you know, you've had a dry spell or two. And, a, you know, well, when you had a dry spell. I was in a small town. Only so many people die in a small town in a small period of time. Okay. You still in a small town? No, I don't know where I am. Okay. Well, you know, you out on the open road? Uh, Cordelia leans out, looks at the road and says, yeah. Okay. There you go. Open road. Dangerous place. If I'm you not going to kill like, my friends. I'm not saying kill your friends. Come on. Shutter, come on. I'm coming on. You come you on. Come on. Come, you come on. I come you on. come on. You come on. You telling me I'm telling you to kill your friends, put words in my mouth, and this fine fellow's mouth that should be You talking there. about putting words in someone's mouth. Are I you kidding ta- me? No, you were You've never had a mouth. I know. Oh, no. That's a lower blow than you realize. Well, I'm sorry, but you are always borrowing mouths. Okay, well, he he sort of twists and turns and everything goes, and the rain begins falling again and he leaves Bellow. Oh, hi. Hi. Branson, do I, how do I feel? Yeah, man, it is, uh, I will say, every single person that Cheddar inhabits, you don't feel, the longer he's in there, the more, it's almost like a uh, psychic hangover. Like the... He is not a healthy presence 
Mm -hmm. And I, I mean that both like spiritually, but also like medically. He, uh, he yeah, you you have a, a slight. He's only in there for a little, for a few minutes. You have a slight headache, and um, the it's it's really like there's sort of like a almost like a pounding in your temples, and you feel just a little bit disoriented. Ugh. Yeah, Cordelia, I just you know. Don't try to kill your friends, I guess. Incredible advice, and I'm going to listen to you when it comes to whether or not I'm going to kill my friends. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Good. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. We, see, uh, we see things eye to eye, fellow. But you need... My did you need to hear that from me? From you. Well... And at that, we begin to... we The camera quickly... And haphazardly zooms into Stir Fry's eye. Stir Fry, what are we seeing in that little dream head of yours? It's a dream. Don't have to make no sense. Just first thought, best thought. What's going on in there? Oh, big, a big castle with a with a flag on top of it, and uh, on that flag is Stir Fry's face, and we see the flag fall off the t- off the castle and fly down into the moat, where it is snapped up by a crocodile but this crocodile don't got regular teeth got little marshmallows as teeth and those marshmallows see those marshmallows drop out of that crocodile's teeth like it was that dang old game with the you pull the teeth from the crocodile and those marshmallows float on top of the water where they are pecked at by birds that fly those birds fly high up into the sky and bing gleam into the stars and then the stars draw. And those stars that were marshmallows touched by birds turn into Stir Fry's face again. Now the flag has moved from the castle to the very sky itself. Tim, if ever there was a for your consideration in the <laughs> medium of podcasting, beautiful. Uh, zoom back out of Stir Fry. We see he is happy as a clam, just kicking like a little dog uh, at that dream. <laughs> Suddenly there is another bump. You hit another uh, bump in the road. This wakes Stir Fry up. <laughs> um, he, hear, he hears the rain. Smash that! Oh, hello, Bello. Oh, it smells like shit in here. What's going on, friend? <laughs> uh, uh, that's just like my burning skin, dude. I burned oh, no. Bello. Yeah. Bello, you all right? I, I, yeah, I'm, Stir no, Fry it's jumps fine. Up to Bello, Stir Fry jumps up to Bello to like check the wound to see if he's, he's okay. He's really concerned. No, it, it's fine. I'll, uh... Um, Stir Fry, um... Uh, uh, sort of flips or like leaps uh, to right next bell to right next to Bello, um, and sort of sits ne- squarely next to him and sort of pats his knee and goes, "You okay, friend?" Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. It just, uh, you know, it I was know. like super random. Yeah, strange <laughs> things happen. But you're safe. You're good. Yeah, I mean, and Bello like Bello brushes all of the ash off his face and his, you know, he's. Uh, unscarred. He's just looking as beautiful as ever. Yeah, if anything, um, the ash like exfoliated you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love to hear it. Gorgeous. Um, Stirfry reaches into his little pocket and takes out some um, uh, tumbleweed jerky and hands it to Bello. <laughs> oh, th- thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, and then Bello, like, Bello sort of like sticks it in his pocket. At that, you hear a loud, 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 loud honking of a horn. <laughs> This is a foreign sound to you. This is a, uh, you would not have like a frame of reference to this. This would almost sound like a, uh, 
uh, like an animal bellowing off in the in the distance. Uh, you hear it very loud, and it echoes through the desolate waste of the Trashlands. Albie, this is going to wake you up. Hug! <laughs> I'm looking around. Uh, I'm scanning the horizon to see um, where that came from. Albie, you see a cloud of dust forming far, far off in the distance. It seems to be coming at you. It seems to be uh, from the other, almost like off the horizon uh, to the north, which is the direction you guys are heading. Albie sits upright, grabs the reins to the scorpion, and starts driving the carriage um, like to veer around the cloud. And she yells back to everyone in the carriage, hold on! Okay. Okay. Holding. Hold on to what? I'm falling out. I'm bumping around everywhere. Uh, Bello grabs Stir Fry and like, and like sits him down next to him. <laughs> Thank you, Bello. <laughs> Just don't kill anyone. Everyone, don't kill anyone. Okay. Yeah, got it. So, yeah, so Albie's just driving uh, the carriage. They're still going forward, but she's trying to give a wide berth to the, um, the cloud of dust, just like veering off to try and evade the cloud of dust. You know, east or west here? Uh, west. Okay, this affects the story. So, uh, as you begin... I mean, look, everything fucking affects the story, but this especially affects the story. As you begin uh, veering west, Albie, can I actually have you make an animal handling roll with advantage because your first one was so good with these scorpions? Natural 20. This is like driving... uh, I drove... My friend had a Volvo. I drove a Volvo one time. It's the fucking, the responsiveness, the Swedish engineering of these scorpions. They, you're the slightest move. They respond to it and turn. You, where you want to go, that's where these scorpions want to go. The communion between driver and steed is, is fucking phenomenal. It is, this is a religious experience. Albie, you, you are a good driver. I will even say you do so good with a 20 that everyone else, you feel very taken care of back there. This is a smooth ride. If you hadn't heard Albie say, like, hold on tight, you would have assumed nothing was wrong. Well, that's nice. Well, you got a 20. You get a one. I'll I'll be real nasty. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so um, we're still, I assume we're still, like, kind of approaching but uh, heading northwest. You are getting closer to this cloud of dust and you hear a strange rumbling, which is Mm. unlike anything you have ever heard or would ever even elect to hear. Albie, for this 20, you have steered off of the road successfully. And here's the thing about scorpion mounts and the desert landscape of the Trashlands. They are perhaps the perfect mount. However... They are a perfect mount for a single rider. You on top of the scorpion, you are dodging rocks. You are dodging debris. You are dodging the cow skeletons that litter the, the earth of the of the trash lands. However, the carriage pulled behind you is not built for off-road travel. And one of the wheels hits something. Maybe a stone. Maybe a dire molehill. Maybe something altogether more ominous than this. It is irrelevant what it hits because it hits it and the entire carriage in a horrible moment, is flipped upside down. There is a split second where all of you are weightless. 
Yes! Before the grim reality of the carriage comes crashing back down onto you. Splintered wood and bits of fabric and cloth and leather that stinks of tobacco and gold oh. coins go flying everywhere. To Bonesby and Cordelia, you are pinned beneath the carriage. Bellow, you are thrown from the carriage. You land, luckily, because of that good roll, you land on a cactus whose arms are outstretched. You take only one point of damage. Ow! Uh. Albie and Stir Fry, you land gently onto uh, two of the scorpions. Albie, the scorpion you land on purrs gently. Stir Fry, the scorpion you land on... It's soft. It's got an exoskeleton, but it's like a, it's almost like a firm mattress where it's like, just for some people, that is the right uh, sleep number. And you found your right sleep number, Scorpion. That feels good. That's a pretty good save for that high number. Uh, it feels pretty good to land on that thing. Damn, motherfucker. I'm calling you Mr. Snoozy. Yeah. yeah. Fry, are you okay? I'm fine. Meet Mr. Snoozy. He's my new friend. Oh, boy. Um, I'll be Pat's the, um, the, the scorpion gently and um, dismounts and runs back towards the carriage. Stir fry, check on the others. Yes, yes, indeed, Albie. Bello. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna rush towards, uh, or actually, with with um with Mr. Snoozy, I'm gonna guide Mr. Snoozy towards towards Bello uh, and sort of racing him like a steed uh, with a lot of uh, emotion and sort of a uh, fer- fervor, be like, I'm coming. I'm coming, Bello, to save you! It's not that bad. Uh, don't worry, Bello. You always try to keep your pain inside, but I, Spare Fry, know when you're hurt, and I'll protect you. And how is Ivan? Ivan? Thank you for asking. Nobody checked on Ivan. Ivan was also thrown, but uh, Ivan just straight up hit a rock. Ooh. That Dang. rock did six damage to Ivan. Ivan is oh out Oh, my cold. gosh. This growing cloud of dust on the horizon becomes to get closer and closer and closer. This loud horn sound from before. It sounds like 1,000 geese working together for dark purposes. It honks loudly, even twice as loud as before, activating your fight or flights. Albie! Cordelia! Someone's strong. Albie, I attacked Bello. What? I but I've... it's okay. We decided that we're not going to kill each other. Okay, good. You don't have to shout. I'm right near you, and I'm trying to dislodge her from the uh, the carriage. Make a strength check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, uh, Cordelia, you trying to help? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> she goes limp. Oh, I got a twenty. Okay, so Cordelia, you effortlessly lift the carriage off of yourself. This is like a wicker basket to you. You are, it is, uh, you know, look, you're a Sasquatch, and we don't talk about it all that often, but the upper body strength, the lower body strength, the entire body strength of these things is fucking phenomenal. You are like a, a mother whose children are pinned under a car, but you are the children and the mother, and you lift the carriage off effortlessly. Uh, much to the opposite of DeBonesby's chagrin. He is, uh, it is also lifted off of him here. Albie, you helped. Nice, I feel good. But I don't talk about it. Ugh. God. Are you okay? I'm so sorry. I was... No, I spilled coffee all over myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
As you stammer, a strange figure crests the horizon, moving faster than you could ever hope to, unless you were thrown by a man with statistically unlikely strength. Its shape is alien to you, but familiar to the modern ear. It's close to the tractor unit of an 18-wheeler, but the sound, the sound is worse. As it draws closer, you see it for what it is, a feat of teamwork. This tractor unit is actually well over a hundred goblins clinging together to form this vast vehicle that no loving god would ever claim. This living truck that smells like a zoo on strike pulls up next to you, (laughs) close enough that you can see one goblin whose role in the living truck seems to just be exposing their body-sized tattoo that reads, The Shish Kebab Express. Down where the wheels should be are dozens of goblins in chainmail, doing something that nobody who might one day need to apply for a job should have to describe. Your eyes do not linger there. Elsewhere on the truck, dozens of goblins cling to a plate of bug-splattered glass, serving as a windshield. Behind the windshield sit two dust-colored mantis men, about six and a half feet tall. They signal for the truck to come to a stop. It does, with a horrible, biological screech. DeBonesby just stands up and sort of dusts himself off. Well, that's an abomination. Everybody, hello, it's me, your dungeon master, Branson Reese. Not familiar with me? Seems unlikely. Why would you start why would you start now? At this in the middle of episode what 17? 18? Gee, no, what you know who I am. I'm the dungeon master of the show. And I'm here to tell you I got an ad for you, but don't skip because you're gonna want you're gonna want to hear this. I try to make the ads fun so you don't skip. What did we and we hold on one second, three, two, one. Fuck you for skipping using the 15 seconds thing. Uh-uh, listen to this ad. All right, that was just for the skippers, for you who, who stuck through the whole time. I'm going to make this good for you. I got a little ad for you. It's for, um, uh, you might, uh, you ever heard of it? It's uh, patreon.com slash rude tales of magic. That's right. If you're enjoying the show, but you're wondering, God, I wish I could get more content made from, from these guys. I want some bonus episodes. I'd love to see some art, some writing. God, you know, those tumbleweed pies that Stir Fry was talking about. I wish I could see... A menu made by Tim Pl- Oh, we got it. We got that shit all up on the Patreon. We've got uh, art. Carly Minardo. That's, you ever heard of her? You, Of course, yeah. I already did this joke. She is an incredible artist, and she's made a bunch of art of the characters. Same with Chris Hastings. Not to brag, but I threw a few of my own drawings in there, too. Hardly a brag, merely a fact. This is, uh, you're going to want to check out Patreon.com. we got different tiers. Maybe you want to join at the, at the, at the, the, be a bearer of the Black Grail. Ooh, you get, you get access to all sorts of bonus content there. If you become a bearer of the Black Grail, you'll actually get access to our behind-the-scenes show called Rude Talks of Chatting, where we peel back the, the fucking, the layers of skin of the show, and you can see how how the sausage gets made. They say you don't want to know how the sausage gets made. I know you. I know you. 
you fucking, you sick freak. Yes, you do. And we love, and we love to tell you. It's a blast. Uh, it's good. And they're funny. And we make them fun. I, well, that's subjective. But also, I'm objectively correct. They're fun, funny episodes. Also, oh, maybe uh, you want to join, uh, you want to go up a rank and become an, an elf lord. You get special, well, anyone, you get access to the Discord. But elf lords, you get special Discord privileges. You also get a, uh, I'll make a character sheet just for you. That's what I call some bespoke content. Fuck, that's what everyone calls bespoke content. I didn't make the word up. It's a public word. Everyone has access to that word. All right, uh, this is the ad. This is it. <laughs> I, think I, I think I pitched it. And look, we're always adding new stuff. So every fucking day of my life, we that becomes a better deal for you. Look, if you're already subscribed to the Patreon, it's you would agree. I think you'd agree. It's a very good deal. If not, though, no hard feelings. Just go to patreon.com slash retails of magic. Get clicking, baby. Click, 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 click. All right, we're going. I... Oh my god, I'm gonna go, I gotta end the ad right now and take a deep breath because my body thinks it's drowning. Goodbye, everybody. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The Goblin Truck. The Shish Kebab Express sits motionless in front of you. The door, which is about, let's say, 12 goblins, swings open with a fart. From behind it, step two mantis people, about six and a half feet tall. They're exoskeletons, the colors of dust, rust, and the goddamn desert. As they step out of the truck, the goblins who form the truck, uh, they move and reorient themselves to form stairs for them to walk down gently. The goblins reform back into the truck as soon as the mantis people are out onto the side of the street. They look you up and down, these mantis people with enormous bug eyes that stick out of the sides of their heads. They uh, they wear skimpy leather armor. Bello looks up and down the length of the Shish Kebab Express and says, really just to himself, cool horse. <laughs> uh, De Bones be cracks his knees backwards so that he may bow in the fashion of uh, an insect whose legs bend that way. Uh, And he says, Greetings, truckers. The truckers, they they look out at all of you, and as they step closer... uh, they uh you can see there is actually there are headlights on this goblin truck 
uh, and the way that that works is two goblins uh, in the front. Each there's two goblins, you know, about where the headlights would be. Their skulls are on fire. They um, and uh, you fucking goblin truck. The uh, <laughs> and you can see from the light of the fire that these mantis people something strange is going on with their mouths. They appear to have human mouths, like sort of affixed to their mandibles. Yeah. And from out of one of the human mouths, uh, he says. He sort of like adjusts uh, like a dial on the side of the mouth, and the mouth says, uh, "Hey, greetings yourselves." <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Travelers, what brings you out here to the trash lands? Uh, We're headed north. What are your names? Uh, of course, uh, m- my name is Paul Mal, and this here, and the other one, he sort of adjusts his. Uh, his mouth, uh, he's just like, and I'm Maverick. Cool, I'm Bello. Or excuse me. And he sort of, he adjusts his mouth again. Hey, yes, uh, my name is Maverick. Oh, that's much clearer, thank you. Of course. Anyways, I'm still Bello. Bello, you said? Yeah. And who is this? They point to, uh, Cordelia. This is Cordelia. Yeah, just like the world itself. Yeah. How beautiful. How poetic. Thank you. Uh, 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 fellow creatures with good taste. I suppose you could say so. We are creatures with a specific taste. Uh, who, a bowing man, who are you? Hello, Palmal. Hello, Maverick. My name is Frederick de Bernsby, and we have... Destroyed our vehicle. May we inquire for your assistance? Well, it's a fair question, but uh, we have our own needs, our own desires, and uh, we put it to you like this. They actually, they look around and they go, wait, uh, wait, hold on, who's this one? Hello, friends, it's me, Stir Fry, and this is my friend, Mr. Snoozy. He's a bit of a scorpion, but he loves me. I like to sleep on him when I can. He protects me, and if, but if you get in my way, he might snap. So be careful around him. <laughs> I like your truck. Hey, friends, you guys get in there? Are you speaking goblin to the truck? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, The truck is going to sort of chant back at you. Uh, this is Command Express! This is Command Express! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> cool truck, friends. Now that we've met you... Yeah. Uh... We can offer you uh, uh, as much as or as little as you have earned. I don't understand. Sure, sure. Let me explain. We will be giving you a head start. Uh, uh-huh. Based yeah. on the handicap of uh, uh, how much you can handle or need. We want to make it fair. That's really nice of you. Yes. Wait, what do you... Wait, what? A head start? Like we're... Like a race? Uh, sort of. Is it a race or is it a hunt? Uh, Much better word there, yes. Uh, Oh, come on! Come on! The word for race and hunt in our our native tongue is... uh, It's basically the same word. Ugh. Um, Albie's scanning for Ivan to see if he's okay. Hit a rock and he's knocked out cold. There's little bats circling his head. (laughs) She's gonna just trot over and like sort of hoist him up on uh, 
on her shoulder. Cool. As you, know, you do like, that, you sort of jog him a little. He's like, what's what, 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 what situation? What? Someone's hunting us. Just follow along. Okay, great. DeBonesby claims uh, a scorpion. There's four scorpions. Um, and each scorpion could probably comfortably fit two of you. Okay, um, Albie uh, hops on the one that she was already riding um, and just sort of helps Ivan up. Sure, he's sort of like, blah, 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 hunt. What, this is, what okay, kind of hunt? Okay, go back to sleep, it's fine. Okay, I go, oh boy, oh, blood. Oh. Bello uh, runs over to Mr. Snoozy and reaches out to Stir Fry. Yes, ride with me, friend. I'm offering my hand to help him up on to Mr. Snoozy, the Scorpion King. Uh, Mr. Snoozy... The yeah the 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 Scorpion King Mr. Snoozy his tail sort of twitches a little at Bellow but uh, Surfri you know you seem to be given the 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 okay sign and it, it sort of relaxes there. Um, Bellow looks back to uh, the Mantis people mm-hmm. and he says, uh, "Excuse me, Maverick. Yes. Just so I'm clear, what happens if you catch us? Oh, we win. And." And what does that mean for me? Uh, you lose, and you don't want to lose. The mantises, Bello, they're going to eat you. Oh, no. Well, not always, uh, not always. No, Sometimes. no, I tried to be polite with you. I cracked my knees backward, and you immediately get to the haunt and kill. Well, no? I'm just saying, we don't always... We don't always eat. Sometimes we just sever your head, ram our ovipositors down the, the wound, and then lay eggs in your chest. Oh, no. Great. I apologize. Bellow's going to cast Entangle on the Shish Kebab Express. Bellow, as you cast Entangle, uh, uh, tumbleweed vines and uh, and bones from the earth. This isn't the normal vines uh, from the Teenage Woods. Your Entangle actually reflects the environment around you. And so uh, cacti, limbs of subterranean cacti move up out of the ground and they begin to grab some of the goblins, but not very many of them because so many of them uh, made the strength saving throw. And as a result, a few goblins are sort of picked off of the Shish Kebab Express and they scream and they're sort of pulled down into the earth and they are sort of, they're held as they scream and the goblins, uh, they scream, no, no, the truck is family. DeBonesby attempts to, like, kick his scorpion up on hind legs uh, and says, We've got our advantage! Let's ride, fools! Ride into the north! (laughs) Stirfry sees that and goes, Damn! That was very cool. Do you agree, Bello? Do you agree that was very cool? Palmall's going to look at you, Stir Fry, and say, uh, Sir, the rest of you have 90 seconds. Come, Mr. Snoozy. We'll sleep when we're dead. Huh? Yeah! Cordelia um, is up on the scorpion and feeling a little, a little unsure, but she sees reins. She grabs them. Uh, she sort of, like, gets into the mood, and she's like, I saw this in a play once. And then she snaps the reins and she says, Yeehaw! Uh, Albie just um, clicks the reins and says, Hang on, Ivan! And they take off. 
these scorpions tear off. These things are motherfuckers on the desert. now that these scorpions with the carriage behind them that is not the ideal situation for them they are these things are mounts and they are uh you almost get the feeling that they were built but no they were evolved to be ridden by single or double riders on uh on this badland terrain you tear off into the night <laughs> You take off along the west side of the road, and the west side, there are large rock formations. Uh, we are getting some, like, it's a real, like, Monument Valley-looking, uh, like, huge rocks and boulders, and they just get bigger. And the precariousness and the preposterous situation that these boulders have somehow naturally gotten themselves into... Uh, becomes more and more outlandish as you tear off into the night. Uh, you guys are dodging and ducking and weaving around rocks. There are uh, uh, there are large rocks with like narrow holes through them. You are going through those. Um, up to the west, a large, uh, you can see sort of a cliff face is beginning to form, and there seems to be a large uh, cavernous like cave opening there. Albie clocks the, the cave system and like glances... Um, to her, the rest of the party and like like jabs her head towards the cave opening goes and starts steering the scorpion towards the cave entrance. LB this seems risky. We're being hunted. I, th- I would love to look back. You take a look back and you see that familiar cloud of dust uh, from before, and you can't quite hear it because the noise of just the clicking of the uh, the body plates of this uh, of this scorpion that you're riding, is, and just the wind in your well shampooed somehow hair is uh, that is like. The noise of that is sort of overwhelming, but if you look back, you can sort of start to realize that some of the ambient noise you've been hearing is actually the, the horrible goblin dirge of this truck, which is uh, heading your way. Great. I have a plan! Good enough for me! And Cordelia just starts, um, like, she directs her scorpion towards after Albies. Did Bonesby, uh did leave first and has not been privy to this conversation and he clocked the cave and ignored it and is still going straight north. He's riding hard. He's enjoying the feel of the scorpion leaping over the boulders and scurrying amongst the debris and such and he's just just enjoying the feeling of movement. Can I see him? The bones be left first and did not slow down so he would be at the front of the pack right now. This is the order of things. He, uh, so he is ahead of you. Albie, you have five seconds starting now to decide what to do about the Bonesby. The Bonesby head towards the cave. And I still am steering towards the cave. Is he here? No. Yeah, DeBone and DeBonesby is like relishing in the fact that like he feels like a leader for a second, but he's yeah. not looking back to check. The rest of you are going to be banking left uh, towards the 
Yeah, that would be west. Uh, would be uh, you head west or left, whatever, for the uh, the cave entrance. And as you do, um, you can sort of hear the rumbling behind you as the truck is uh, is really starting to catch up with you guys, and it moves past you, and it is singled out to Bonesby, and it is heading directly towards him. God. We're heading towards the cave. We haven't entered the cave yet. You have made it to the cave. You are at the mouth of the cave already. At what point can DeBonesby hear the rumble? I would say just about now. They have closed in. Uh, they are about 40 yards behind you right now. And at that point, the unmistakable sound of this goblin truck, uh, it starts to enter where your ears should be. Okay, at this point, like, DeBonesby, he feels hot as hell right now. And he's yes. like... He can hear the coming back. Ah, so the game is afoot. I shall ready my spell casting on the back of my mount. And he like he's ready to like spin around backwards and start firing off shots. And he flips like backwards. And at that point, he sees that everybody else is headed towards the cave. <laughs> and, he goes, <laughs> and he like wrenches his knees into the scorpion to get the scorpion to follow the party and angle back around towards the caves. Fantastic. As you do this, though, the truck has put enough, uh, there's enough distance between you and the caves right now. The truck begins also swerving to try to cut you off. Oh, hell. LB, like, notices that that Devonesby uh, is fucked, so she, um, she, she pulls back on the reins and reels around and uh, shouts after everybody, um, I'm going after Devonesby! Let's... Albie, you can't do that! Albie! What are you... Whoa! As you do and, that, your your scorpion mount, it, it slows down. <laughs> um, she, and she goes to Albie very theatrically, as if she's in a play, and she says, take care of Blaine. Yeah! And then she starts riding towards the... The Shish Kebab Express. I'm coming with you! <laughs> That's fine. I, she didn't want to be dramatic. <laughs> So DeBonesby is, like, going to try to get within 90 feet of uh, the Shish Kebab Express and taking note of uh, how it is made up of many a goblin uh, is going to dig around in his little purse and pull out a handful of that special sand and fling it at one of the tires to cast Sleep. There is a deafening pop, followed by the hiss of uh, of many, many sleeping goblins who suddenly begin snoring vulgarly. But it, it hisses like a, a popped tire. The entire truck it bumps on its on its axis. Goblins on the other end are you can hear the crunch of bones as they take weight that they were not supposed to be taking. Uh, the truck corrects itself, but dozens of goblins go flying, and they uh, they begin scrambling and running back to the truck, and they jump. They throw their bodies chest first into the truck, and they are reabsorbed back into it. However, the front right tire has fallen asleep, and the truck, uh, it begins uh, it begins spiraling, and uh, uh, the sound, the smell of burnt rubber. It's unclear where it's coming from, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, goblins, like, a stream of blood from, uh, this right tire, uh, goblins. It's, it's 
slicks out. It stains the the sandy ground uh, beneath it as the truck begins to uh, to lose control of itself. And at this point now, the truck, all of it, is heading directly at you to bone feet very quickly, and it's out of control. Well, I would love to get out of its reach. Yeah, make a dexterity roll for me. Yes, I'll steer my scorpion. Uh, Ten. Great. Not going to be enough. You have a truck made up of goblins. You can see the windshield right now. There are uh, two goblins with windshield wipers just sort of moving them back and forth. And you can see the two mantis drivers. They seem... uh, uh, Paul Maul, who is the... He is uh, manipulating a uh, a goblin who is holding a steering wheel. Uh, the goblin is holding the steering wheel up to him. He's looking down at the steering wheel. He's steering wildly, and he has... Uh, it's tough to read expression on his face, but he seems to be panicking. However, Maverick has a bow and arrow aimed out of the side of the cab, aimed directly at you. Right before the full uh, weight of this entire goblin truck comes crashing down on you, an arrow comes sailing through the air, and it is going to hit your wig right off of you. The wig... The wig goes flying through the air. The wig is suddenly... It is there, and then it's hundreds of feet behind you. The wig... uh, hits the dust, and is ruined. This is it. <laughs> so Stirfry, who has not moved, but watched has watched Cordelia and Alby chase after him, uh, he has, Stirfry has like stopped, stopped in front of the cave, sort of waiting for them. When he sees the wig, he has got a like unconscious reaction. <laughs> he, he snaps the reins <laughs> and starts rushing after two Towards the wig, not towards the bones. Be towards the wig. Stir fry. We—he's naked with the dying thing. It's his problem. Uh, Stir fry uh, pulls back a little bit. He's now moving, but not as fast before. He's sort of having a bit. He's shaking a little bit. You're conflicted. You're a man possessed. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know which way you're going. But you are still heading towards that wig at a somewhat clipped speed right now. However, at this moment, the unthinkable happens. The truck hits the bones. Be. The front grill of the truck, which is goblins, who are holding up pieces of metal and swords to sort of uh, to represent a, a grill. They move to the side and they open up like a, a, a mouth. The maw of the truck opens up and it swallows the bones beat. Dang it, we gotta go help him. However, the Shish Kebab Express is no longer barreling forward. It has crashed, and it has crashed around DeBonesby. Did it stop? It has, so st- it has come to a like... horrible screeching halt, and it actually it drags DeBonesby and his scorpion with it about 200 feet forward. Okay, Albie sees it and gasps. <gasps> and then um, she, she like, sort of uh, takes the reins in one hand, and with the other hand... Um, Tries to rouse Ivan. He stirs a little bit. He seems groggy and confused. 
that time you made the bats appear to fight the, ba- the bear owls. Can you do that again? There's no bats in the area. There's not a, a ba- Wait. And he looks to the cave. <laughs> uh, and he sort of, he goes, look, look. he looks at you, looks at the cave, looks at you, looks at the cave. And he makes his face look like Blaine. A shiver runs down Cordelia's spine and she whips around to look at him. Uh, and he looks at, at Cordelia and says, I'll probably survive, but if I don't, it was nice to meet you. And he poofs out of existence. The pleasure was all mine! <laughs> when when Stir Fry saw the crash happened, he suddenly straightened up, um, he stopped shivering, and he started beating down faster towards the wig. So he is now steely-faced... Um, focused going towards the wig jumping i'm sort of positioning myself to the side of um of mr snoozy and picking it up from from uh from the ground and then twisting around to head back towards where the bones b would be uh the fucking the scorpion goes up on one set of legs uh <laughs> kicking dust up um there is like a slow motion moment where uh uh for anyone looking uh bellow's hair is like blowing in the breeze and the wind. And as it as it moves out of the way, though, we see a side of stir-fry that we don't often see. He is a seriously going for the wig. You grab the wig, you have it. The, uh, the scorpion wheels back around and you are heading back towards the crash site. Uh, Bello is going to lean into stir-fry and whisper into his ear, I have to admit, this is pretty badass. Stir-fry doesn't say anything. He's focused. So, the Bonesby. Yes. You are surrounded by goblins right now. There is a... Can I actually have you make a constitution saving throw for me? A natural one. No! Okay. I I got it. It's right there. So, the Bonesby, something very interesting happens to you here. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, could you fucking imagine if you got a 10? How boring. No, you get a 1. And <laughs> the the dice is on the story side, I suppose. Would have loved a good one though. Go on. Your skeleton is ripped apart. Ah! My skeleton bones. The bones beat. Something strange happens when your skeleton is ripped apart. You do not die. Oh. You feel something strange come over you, and you realize that your skeleton, individual bone, your spine, pieces of your spine, finger bones, your hook hand, which don't think I've forgotten about that, your skull, your jaw unhinges, teeth go in different directions as goblins pull them apart. You are... You are a memory of a skeleton. You are bones everywhere. There are goblins have little pieces of you and little bits of you, but your consciousness goes nowhere. You are the same. You are just within the truck. You are the truck. Does my consciousness expand or it is um, 
it is unclear to you right now. All you, your consciousness, all you, all I'm going to give you is what your consciousness would have right now, which is that there are goblins everywhere. I just know it, that I exist in this. You know in that this, you exist in this hellscape of and goblin. You know that this hurts like shit. It's like, I mean, this is torturous. You feel everything as your bones are moved apart and goblins handle them. And these are not gentle creatures. These are goblins. They have your bones. They're fucking passing them around. They are trying to separate you. And and I guess I'm not saying this out loud, but it's an internal monologue. Um, Well, here's the thing. The noise carries. This unclear where it comes from, but this sound does... uh, does conduct and in this sea of goblins that you are is unoriented. They are no longer in the shape of a truck. This is a pile of uh, of go- this is like a hockey fight of goblins. Uh, many many times over, there's hundreds of goblins here, and they, it's almost as if each of them has one of your bones, and you have been uh, completely separated by all of them. But we can hear his voice coming out of the truck. Yes, you can hear the bones bees wailing well, coming from inside. Yeah, then this is what they hear. They hear. This is what I wanted to avoid. (laughs) (laughs) LB is searching the sky for uh, any sign of the bats. Does she see anything? Uh, Not right now. No. She's gonna. She's gonna rush towards the pile of goblins because she's she's really worried about the bones being. Yes, there are hundreds of goblins in a big pile, and as you get closer, you can see uh, the hook hand of the bones bee, which is just being, like, held uh, one of the goblins. These goblins seem to be in shock, too. These are not, like, uh, they seem to have almost a hive mind, and as you get closer, you can tell that the goblins are, uh, they're sort of in panic, and they are trying to return themselves to this truck as soon as possible. Uh, but one of them clings to a hook hand that you recognize as the Bones Bees. Okay, I reach for it. It got a one. You get it easily from it. Oh! She was not. Ex- she wasn't really fully expecting it to be separate. She's like, oh my gosh, oh my god! And then she starts calling out, "The Bones Bee, the Bones Bee." The Bones Bee. Inside of this pile, a distant voice. You can. Uh, some of you seems to be closer to Albie than others. It is. Uh, her voice echoes strangely. It seems to be far away from you and very close to you at the same time. The Bones Bee. 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 Inside of you, you feel inside of this. Uh, this pile. This writhing mass of goblins who have already begun to move and to reform themselves. Uh, they begin crawling over themselves. You can feel uh, your body is almost, it's, you start to feel yourself being incorporated into a truck. Um, bits of uh, and pieces of you start to close in on each other, though. And you notice, you can feel all of this, uh, a finger bone uh, uh, and a knuckle. They pass by each other and they almost, as if magnetized, they move back together. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well... I'm becoming a truck. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's feel this out. I don't want to be a truck. I want to be a man. My knuckle bones are obeying me. Let's try a little more. Let's find a wrist. Let's find a wrist. Let's let's throw a wrist into this truck and make a man in its engine. Uh, make an, let's make an arcana roll. <laughs> All right, it's a 23. Yes! Yay. Boom. So, to Bonesby, things begin 
life begins crawling back to you now. The um, uh, your your bones begin to stitch together, and the um, you know there were never any muscles, there were never any tendons in this form that were keeping you together. And you begin to learn the outer limits of what does keep you together. And you realize that any time any of your bones pass within about. Uh, uh, pass within about a foot of each other. Um, you can, it doesn't always happen naturally, but if you are concentrating and if you are focusing your arcana, you are tapping into a vein of dark magic that is familiar to you, that was once much more familiar to you, that was uh, stripped of you. You realize as you do this that um, the magic that used to determine so much of your life and that you used to wield. Uh, in your day-to-day life, it did not necessarily abandon you when you turned into a skeleton. It simply uh, had new priorities. And you feel those priorities as uh, when you focus on that and when you form a clear crystal memory of the man you used to be before your, uh, your lichification ritual went awry, when you focus on that and you remember who you are, the best of yourself, when you remember your place of power, when you remember the 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 source of your magic uh, and where it comes from and who it... the You get a picture almost of your ideal self, DeBonesby, of the you stripped of any sort of feelings of powerlessness or, uh, or alienation from other people. Uh, DeBonesby, I want you to describe for me the ideal DeBonesby, the person you see as you do this. I see not a man, but a mind, a consciousness, a will, floating throughout the cosmos, throughout multiple realities. He sees something that he doesn't care for, two stars color isn't right. He collides them. Makes them a new one. Beautiful. Not a man, but a mind. A will. A force. Equal to all of the gods in the sky. As you picture this version of yourself, it begins to form. The goblins, they're no match. They're distracted. They're trying to reform a truck, and your body begins to reform. It is painful, but the pain is distant. It is a low ebb. It is white noise turned way down, but you know you know it's there, and you know it'll greet you, but for right now, you have bigger fish to fry, and your body reforms. Pain is nothing. A truck is nothing. My name is Frederick de Bonesby and I am. Incredible. Your body has, uh, uh, you are, it is taking shape. You are not there yet. Ribs are moving back, uh, 
together. Uh, a few of your bones broke, and the broken bones remain broken, but the separated bones, uh, they begin to move back. Uh, a rib cage begins to form. Pieces of the spine begin to pop back together. Uh, the hook, Albie, you feel the hook in your hand vibrating. Um, I uh, sort of instinctively loosen my grip on it. It is it's pulled back into the into the into the mass. However, at this point, enough time has passed. The uh, the truck has all but reformed itself. It is slowly the goblins. They begin crawling over each other. They know their place. They know their role in this truck. Um, the glass is smashed to pieces, but the goblins, each of them know their their piece of the pie. And much like as the Bonesby's body reforms, this truck reforms itself too. Uh, goblins, they, they clutch broken glass in their bleeding hands and they move them together. Uh, all of them are stronger than any of them as they reform this truck together. However, Paul Mall and Maverick are nowhere to be seen as the as the truck reforms and you look into the cab, you see Paul Mall and Maverick's completely dead bodies lying on the ground. They have been crushed. Their exoskeletons have been crushed. And uh, a headless DeBonesby sits <laughs> in the, the driver's seat of the of the truck. Huh. DeBonesby! His clothes are, it is just a skeleton. Uh, his clothes have been ripped to shreds and it is just a uh, a headless skeleton there. DeBonesby! Um, I'm searching around, I'm trying to look for this, for his skull. Uh, there seems to be no sign of it. You can make an investigation check though. 16. 16, you look around. Um, at this, it, you start trying to pull parts of the truck apart, but these goblins are not going anywhere. They are single-minded and they are determined to remain this truck. They want to be this truck. It is, it's trance-like. You hear again the vroom, vroom, vroom. Stir fry, ask the goblins if they've seen that head. Thanks, Billy. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, vroom, 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 vroom. Uh, one of the goblins close to you, it sort of like turns its head to you eerily and says, Gotta drive! Gotta go fast! Gotta see the road! Yeah, man. I love the fucking road, dude. Um, hey, you see a head in there? Like a skeleton head? Vroom! Vroom! He turns his head back. These guys aren't fun. I don't like these little ones. DeBonesby, can you hear us? Come back to you, DeBonesby. You, your body has reformed. Um, it... The pain is beginning to hit you now, and your head, you cannot, uh, uh, you don't know where it is, because all you can see out of your, uh, out of your skull and out of your, your, your skull eyes are a goblin. You seem to be somewhere deep in the, in the truck. All right. I mean, I, uh, all I'm doing is expending as much will as possible to tug this last piece of me through this gauntlet of goblin flesh to my neck. Uh, Bonesby, can you... I'm going to need you to make two rolls for me. Make an arcana roll. Very good. Oh, no. Uh, nine. And now I need you to make a constitution. Five. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Bonesby. Yes? You pull... And you feel the, the communion between your head and your neck, and you pull, and you pull, and you pull. And unfortunately, your ar- the power of your arcana, of your pulling, is no match uh, 
for these goblins. And you try to pull the skull through uh, two goblins who will not budge. Uh, the Arcana tries to pull, and it pulls, and it pulls, and it shatters your jawbone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Interesting thing happens, though. It doesn't affect your speech. Oh, good. That Arcana roll was good enough. You get it through. You get the top of your skull, no jaw. It attaches at the neck. Oof. All right. Um, I am... I'm still feeling connected to this revelation of magic of and I look at my hook and I attempt to reconfigure its molecules back into a bony hand yeah make a uh, arcana 17 Frederick you reach deep inside of yourself knocking on the locked doors and bolted up windows of your memory searching for the magic you used to speak fluently to mend your hand You remember the feeling of the spells on the tip of your tongue, and you feel the sense memory in the hidden mental veins the magic used to flow through, but nothing more. Like an actor muscling through a nightmare where he's forgotten all of his lines, you conjure nothing more than the gist of your hand. The bone reforms itself excruciatingly into the shape of a hand, as if drawn by an especially unimpressive child. The hand is solid, a single large bone, The enamel of the bone is completely worn down, and the ache of an ice cube on a cavity ripples through your arm as the wind passes over it. You can't help but miss the hook. DeBonesby looks at it for a second, shrugs, and he puts that child's drawing of a hand up into the air, and he pulls on the horn. Hey, everybody, it's our truck now! DeBonesby, your face! Oh, it's been fucked up for a long time. (laughs) What happened? Oh, I was crushed into a truck made of goblins. (laughs) As you honk the horn, um, uh, Ivan Gretzky comes running, barreling out of the cave. Ivan! Bad bats, bad bats! I I don't know what I said! I don't know what I said! (laughs) Oh, no! Look, bats, very sensitive creatures. You know, you have you develop a rapport over time. I too much too soon. Go, go, go. And bats become uh they become they begin flying, just pouring out of the uh out of the cave. Um, Albie hops back onto her scorpion. Yeah, Cordelia's ready to like move. Stirfry makes eye contact with the Bonesby and just he's he's still on his scorpion and he holds up the wig and he just looks. I don't need that wig anymore, Stir-Fry. It's dirty. Stir-Fry stuffs it in his bag, doesn't say a word. <laughs> yeah! And then hits the scorpion to go. Uh, I was just going to ask if Ivan is, is like, anywhere near us. He is, he is running. He is sprinting towards you at a clip. His knees are, like, going up to his chest. He is, like, really, like, fucking, like, going for it. I'm going to have Albie uh, steer back and try to grab him. You grab Ivan, uh, and he just goes, Oh, fuck, fuck, I fucked up, I fucked up so bad, they're so pissed. It's okay, it's okay, let's go, let's go. This is, no, this um, is, I did not know, I did not know that term meant that here. Um, Elby's, uh, Elby's just gonna, like, uh, click the reins and, and start heading off. Frederick, there seems to be a, uh, one goblin, uh, look, I'll let the... I actually think it's more interesting if the listener decides where on this goblin there's a little uh, uh, slot for the ignition. 
Vroom, vroom, gotta go fast, gotta drive, gotta see the open road. Very well. And DeBonesby, like, he sort of, like, takes a pose like he's issuing a command to, you know, a racehorse. Or the griffin he is so uh, accustomed to. And he says, vroom, vroom, gotta go fast, gotta drive, gotta see the open road. There's murmurs of agreement from the trucks. You hear a... <laughs> as the engine starts. These goblins are ready to go, baby. <laughs> north, goblins, north. As this is happening, the bats are starting to pour out of the cave. Um, uh, and so we're all moving ahead forward. Cordelia, you see the bats pouring out of the cave. What do you do? I turn to make sure everybody's on a in some form of uh, ridiculous transportation and noting that they all have gotten into something. She says, a giddy up. <laughs> and then flies towards the north. You go flying up north. You pull up uh, next to uh, to Albie and, and Count Ivan. Ivan is like on the back of the scorpion. His uh, fingers are in his temples. He's sort of shaking back and forth. He goes, that was a bad one. That was a real bad one. Hey, it's okay. You're going to get in some scraps with us, but the, it should be fine. <laughs> Ivan, it's just another series of fucking up, right? Yeah, no, I just... Just a quick a thing about desert bats, about trashland bats. Um, way bigger. Way bigger oh, than the bats. So just, you know, if we could just, you know, take the lead out here. And at mm-hmm. that, the camera is going to gently move over now to Bellow and Stir Fry's uh, scorpion. Uh, Stir Fry is... um kind of reserved right now he's a uh, uh, he's got one hand on the reins another hand holding um the bag that has the wig in it stir fry yes i i don't think you need to hold on to that wig anymore dude don't worry he'll want it back i know he will he'll need what i have and he has something i want to what which is yeah you tear off as fast as you can down the highway, kicking up a cloud of dust and sand and rash decisions behind you. Stir Fry and Bellow share a scorpion, Albie and Ivan another. Cordelia rides her own next to an unattended scorpion. Coming up hot, we got the Bonesby and the reformed and rattling shish kebab has been hotter on your tail, or a cloud of bats closing the distance fast. The flapping of their leathery wings grows deeper and deeper as larger and larger bats pour out from the mouth of the cave like vomit from a possessed girl. Ivan gulps, and the bats grow even more frenzied as the first faint suggestions of dawn start up in the east. We linger on the cave mouth in an eerie moment of silence before a dire bat the size of a child's nightmare flies out with a shriek. See you next time on Rude Tales of Magic, episode 19, Total Party Kill. Quite the rude tale, indeed. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Monardo as Albie, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Joe Lepore as Bellow, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore, 
that fortunate horse. He sounds nice. With additional sound design by Michael Gelfi, and with the infinite dark beneficence of Sidney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales of magic. That was a HeadGum Podcast.